For the January 8th, 2013 edition of Weekly Signals Weekly Review, an interpretive guide to current events broadcasting from the campus of the University of California at Irvine in the backyard of KUCI 88.9 FM. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Caspar. Chasing a cat again. I know, I know. Look at him. Go, go, Marla, get that. You know, he's gone. That's as fast yeah. as I ever see him run is yeah. when he's after. Woo! There's a Up couple the tree. There's a couple of cats in the neighborhood that he really seems to want to get. Yeah. So uh, I don't know what well, they cats do. Cats are fun to chase. Yeah, they are. Right. Mother and I just do it sometimes. We go into neighborhoods in Irvine here. Mm-hmm. Just prowl around looking for cats to chase. I've seen you. I see. I've seen you driving down the streets yeah. in Irvine, tossing cans of tuna, open cans of tuna yeah. out into the into the. Get thing. And then they come out, and yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> yeah, and, there, kitty, kitty, kitty. and there goes Mahler. Yeah, chasing the kitties. Boy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, speaking of cats. Yes. A cat was caught with transporting drill parts, saw blades, and other supplies to inmates in preparation for a prison break in uh, Alagoas, Brazil. It was a cat. A cat. Yeah. Oh, a that... cat had, like, all these things. It was, I think it was taped to the side of his body. Oh, okay. I don't know what they were thinking, okay, but yeah. I guess at night he would sneak in. Oh, well, that's, yeah. And then they would take the the wow. drill parts and saw blades off the kitty. And, nice. Yeah. Well, good, good thinking. And uh, the prison official said... Uh, there, you know, who spoke to the press. Mm-hmm. It's tough to find out who's responsible as the cat doesn't speak. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh-huh. well the, nothing gets by those security <laughs> guards there at the uh, the prison. Australia's mm-hmm. brush fire season. Ooh. Let's talk. Let's talk Whoa. global warming here right now. Whoa. It was uh, pretty bad last week. Lots of fires fueled by a record coast to coast heat wave that will continue unabated uh, for a while. It's keep in mind it's their summer. Yeah. Yeah, because their their toilet flushes the other way. That's right. That's yeah. that's exactly right. A new record was set Monday in Australia when the average maximum temperature, and I will emphasize the word average here, the average maximum temperature reached forty point three three degrees Celsius. That's that, about one hundred and five degrees yeah. Fahrenheit. Okay. The average. That's the average. The average maximum. Wow. For the week. There were reports. Uh, what what were some of the highest temperatures recorded, Nathan? One million degrees. <laughs> that seems that seems yeah. high. And and their extreme heat forced the government of Australia, their weather bureau, to upgrade its temperature scale. You know, like when we have our regular our terrorist scale, we used right. to have that during right. the it, reign of Bush. It, it, II. it went from fuchsia to chartreuse yeah. or something. Yeah, well, like no, that. it no, went. You know, it had the basic it, colors. It, it, right, it went yeah. up to red. Yeah. Well, they had red on the scale okay. in Australia yeah. because it's so hot now. They have something like hotter than red. It, well, I can tell you what it was. I saw the map. I think that's the Pantone color of the year. It is going to be the Pantone color of the year. And yeah. and who who every year you've got colors vying for that for that chance to to be that. Um, it went from because usually here it goes from yellow to red. It goes orange and red on our maps. You see maps of yeah. co- color. I mean uh, temperature variation throughout yeah. the United States. This is now in the purple. They actually have like a purple, charcoal charcoal purple thing. Yeah, charcoal will be more appropriate. Yeah. By the way, I did see that they were recording temperatures at 129 degrees. 129 degrees in in Australia. So uh, but that's Australia. But that's that's <laughs> where the that's where the toilet flushes, the water flushes in the other direction. Well, they got other problems too. Yeah. A referendum, a referendum mm-hmm. in Gembro, 
Hungary mm. to stop the naming of a park after the country's former Nazi allied leader, Miklos Horthy, mm -hmm. failed because of low voter turnout. I just want to, oh. as a reminder to you, I know we've elected some poor officials in the past mm -hmm. and made bad decisions yes, in the past in have. this country mm -hmm. because of low voter turnout. But in this case, yeah. you'd have to say that was a good thing. No. Oh, I misunderstood. So they, 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 there was a referendum to stop the naming of a oh, park. Oh, to stop the naming. My yeah, bad. After okay, a okay. Nazi allied leader. Ah, uh, my bad. I yeah. stopped. Or part. allied. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> Russian beer. Okay, got my attention. Was reclassified from food to alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, somebody at the FDA, Russia, yeah. is doing is on top of things, right yeah, there. Right. They got they got that really. So yeah, all right. <laughs> hey, I almost want to leave it there, but yeah, we we are used to smoking, drinking, and eating a poor diet and doing little sport and then <laughs> falling ill," said a Russian parliamentarian. <laughs> That's got to stop. <laughs> You're. Vladimir Putin, speaking of Russia, yeah. signed a decree granting Russian citizenship to French actor Gerard Depardieu, Le Depardieu, who is seeking refuge from high taxes on the wealthy in his country. So he, he wanted to get out of France. Yeah. And mm -hmm. he knows that Russia is really... Oh, that's what's got, happening. Got great tax you really want to go there. there. Yeah. Because there's no corruption, you yeah. know, the tax system is completely yeah. equitable there. There's all something, you know, you look at Gerard Depardieu, yeah. and I know he was a heartthrob to he some, was. some young lady. Yeah, yeah, but I always bad. looked at him, and it was pretty vacant. Yeah. You know, don't you think? I mean, yeah, he, he, yeah. Re he re remembered his lines, but it just seemed like something was missing. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think yeah. that's what, why the women liked him. What well, was like he? Wasn't he in that in one with uh, the where the romantic comedy where I can fix him? Yeah, yeah. He's he was in a lot of those romantic comedies. Actress Brigitte Bardot. Yes. Yeah. See, she had something missing upstairs too. But yeah, she threatened to join Depardieu in response to the planned euthanasia of two tubercular French circus elephants. Oh. You know, they were... They, they had tuberculosis. Yeah, they, they had tuberculosis. And they were going to be euthanized. Yeah. But she said that that was wrong. I have decided to request Russian nationality. <laughs> that was the wrong so, accent. So, so that's okay. It's close. Oh. That's good. Yeah, I'm, that's good. I, I can't good. do... I've never... It's funny. I started that and I realized, you know, I've never done a female French accent yeah. in my life. Yeah. That was kind of like... But like Natasha. But yeah, but anyway, but Nathan's Bulgarian. Yeah, is I do amazing. a good Bulgarian. Oh my God, anyway, spot on. Bridget said, "In order to escape a country which has become nothing more than an animal cemetery, that's why she's mm. she's mm -hmm. going to Russia. Mm. She's a little bit uh, over the top in her assessment. Well, of things, yeah, I, as is Gerard. Gerard uh, Depardieu is uh, also that way. It's uh, funny, not funny, funny, but it's funny that she's become quite the advocate for animal rights and uh -huh. fair treatment of animals. But sometimes people yeah. in their zeal." As you know, I am familiar with this concept. The zeal? Uh, too much zeal. Uh, we'll just kind of step over that line. And made may to look foolish for an otherwise very stellar commitment to the, to the yeah. uh, treatment of animals. Right? I mean, you know. We? I don't know. We? I don't know, Mike. Uh, I don't know. I'm just I'm standing up. Stellar treatment of animals, you know, of I'm course. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm standing up for Bridget Bardot. I think, okay. She might be too sweet on him. Well, I'm just saying. You know what I'm saying? But I she's mean, been the, very the good. The animals might be so spoiled around her yeah. that it's just you know, off the charts. 
that's right. So there might be people in her country suffering more than the animal she's taking care yes. of. Mm-hmm. Not that the animal should suffer as much as people, but, you know. Yeah. Uh, all right. You know, I take know. Take care of your own, Bridget. And God created woman. I don't know what that that's means. A, that's a reference to the movie that made her famous. Really? Mm-hmm. God created woman? Mm-hmm. That was the title of the film that made her. God cre- and, and that's this, quite a this, quite a that's quite a thing this, to live it, up to, when you're in a movie that's basically and God created woman and you're, that, don't you think that's a lot of pressure? That makes sense. If they said God created man, I wouldn't. In, and I was in it. Uh, yeah, I would just think you, I'm myself, and you know. You, but you wouldn't think, well, that's you know, really play it as a maze. Okay, all right, there you go. China's worst cold snap in 28 years froze coastal areas and left 1,000 ships stranded in ice. So we got we got extremes going on here in the world. Yeah, as yeah I we said. do. We we have we have brush fires going crazy in Australia, mm-hmm. and then we have ships frozen in ice in China. Hmm. Hmm. An average temperature of about 25 degrees Fahrenheit uh, since last month froze 180 square miles in Lazu Bay in eastern China, trapping the ships. Wow. Wow. And uh, Now, the question is, is that, has that happened, or is, this, is that something that happens every year or every other year, or does it seem that this is something? No, this mm-hmm. is completely Yeah, I know. Bizarre. I'm just asking yeah. rhetorically, no, saying they, that. In they case, should, I think they would kind of, you know, land say, on it. Yeah. let's not <laughs> yes. park here. Let's, we know this happens every year, and yeah. yet we still somehow, some way, end up with 186 ships yeah. trapped yeah, in the frozen tundra. <laughs> yeah, okay. Mahler is astonished. You get that kitty, Mahler? Yeah. Yeah, good kitty. Mm. <laughs> Afro-Cuban priest uh, yeah. prescribed Santeria rituals for Venezuelan President Hugo Chavez. Now, this would, of course, I, I say Afro-Cuban priest because uh, Chavez is in Cuba. For treatment. For, for treatment cancer. for cancer. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they were doing uh, rituals for uh, Hugo Chavez. Mm-hmm. He has uh, a severe lung infection now, too, in addition yes. to the cancer. The Venezuelan National Assembly approved a request by him to postpone his inauguration for the uh, new term. Yeah. That would have been yesterday, his yeah. inauguration. Mm-hmm. Chavez in, is in the hospital after the cancer surgery. And uh, the complications are, of course, lung infection. Yeah. Probably picked that up in the hospital. You probably. Often probably, happens. yeah. Legislators voted to give Mr. Chavez as much time as he needed to recover. He hasn't been seen in public in a month. Mm-hmm. Which, that doesn't, no, it doesn't speak well good. of a situation. This is also the sec- at least the second round of cancer that he's been uh, dealing with. The government insists that the inauguration is a mere formality for an incumbent leader and can take place at, so, at a so far unspecified later date. Yeah. The opposition argues that Mr. Chavez's current mandate expires yesterday, expired yesterday and is calling on the Supreme Court to rule on the issue. So to possibly anyway, they have invalidate. the vice president in, yeah, in yeah. place, and right. things seem to be going well. But Chavez might be gone. Yeah, he a, uh, like a uh, very progressive leader in Venezuela. There are those, yeah. yes, that would say that about Mr. Chavez. Yeah, he yeah. has certainly been better at uh, taking care of the poorest of the of Venezuela. Yeah. By the way, one of the second, I believe, third on the list of countries that uh, we buy oil from. It's third or fourth. It's a, not, not an insignificant 
in terms of our own economy. We yeah. buy a lot of oil from Venezuela. Yeah. Wow. Honduras's ambassador to Colombia resigned amid reports that prostitutes he allegedly invited to an embassy Christmas party stole computers and defecated on two desks. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. The Indonesian city of La Hoxoma began requiring women to sit side saddle on motorbikes. Where is this enlightened country? I'm sorry. Indonesia. Indonesia. The move came after leaders from the country's only province ruled that strict sh- shari, oh, sharia, sharia law, yeah, yeah, sharia law, drafted a series of new bills, including banning women for wearing tight trousers, <laughs> okay, and allowing the stoning of adulterers and the flogging of homosexuals. I think those all kind of fall together, yeah, you know? Yeah. No tight trousers, your, no homosexuals, no adulterers, stoning, flogging. Your, your, your standard issues. Yeah. Re, you know. Women sitting on motorcycles must not sit astride because it will provoke the male driver. That was oh. what was said about it. That was actually the uh, the mayor there. Saudi Yahya. Yahya. Wow. Uh, wow. It, it's, uh, he said it also is to protect women from an undesirable condition. And that w- did, he, did he specify that? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Being safe on a motorcycle. Yeah, you know, yeah. That's what well, it yeah, prevents them from being. There would be germs that would uh, go up the, the dress. I don't and, know. Just, uh, I mean, honestly, sitting side saddle on a moving motorcycle through yeah. traffic what, what would undoubtedly yeah. be. Yeah. 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 It would be what? One of the most congested cities on the planet. I'm sure wherever it, you know, Indonesia yeah. is very populated. I'm sure. Sorry. Yeah. Mahler's in, Mahler's weighing in. Yeah, let what him go he, there. He He's doing? got a cat up a tree, I think. <laughs> Good boy. <laughs> the Church of England voted to allow celibate gay men to become bishops. Church of England, and okay. celibate gay men. As long as they're like, celibate. As if. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Celibate gay men. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure not, no, I'm not, out there, not saying me. there aren't celibate gay men, but... Well, I am. Okay. <laughs> I'll take the plunge. Bishop Callahan. You know, that uh, works. What? That is a very... Bishop that Callahan, would, that yeah. would You could easily see a Callahan as mm-hmm. bishop in... Yeah. Emerald Isle. And, and that's it. I don't, I don't really want well, to get into the real serious stuff, okay, but you well, do. I just you like one, the serious I just want one or two things. For the, international the, news, Yeah, the least. international news. I, I yeah. just think that this is... You know, speaking of women who who are being asked to ride sides that are forced yeah. by law to ride sides that here's another enlightened uh, idiot. Hmm. Um, in India, the identity of the woman who died from the gang rape oh, yeah. was mutilated with a metal bar on a moving bus in New Delhi has been publicly revealed. And I'm Jyoti Singh Pandey, 23-year-old, was come to her injuries after nearly two weeks in the hospital. Um, the they have an attorney who's defending the five or six men who have been uh, uh, charged with the gang rape of this woman. Uh-huh. According to this defense attorney, quote, he has never heard of a respected lady being raped in India. Quote, unquote, a respected lady being raped in India. This has caused quite a stir. Um so and the implication. If who I said to, this again? The, 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 the man who the, the the attorney who's defending. Oh, I see. Yeah. So this is well, this is to gin up this idea of you know <laughs> she had it coming and you know I don't know. So there's that. There is that. And um, I know a we'll get into respected lady. Respected lady. You know. You know. 
that okay, I'll respect your your desire to move on without any too much of the nastiness in the rest of the world. That's it for really? right now. Yeah, that's enough. Really now? Yeah. Are you sure now? You, you yeah, I'm pretty sure. Because I know you're going to cover some of this in another yeah? in another yeah. angle. You're oh. going to take on this. Okay, what here is we go. it, Mahler? What? <laughs> is there something you'd like to do now? Spell it out for me, Mahler. <laughs> Spell it out for me. Don't hold back. Come on. Would you like to do drones in the news? Oh yeah, yeah, drones. Oh, he loves good it. For you. You know, it's funny how he just walked away from that cat up a tree yeah. to well, come over he here to do was, that. He heard us kind of. <laughs> You know, uh, he will not miss that. That yeah, floundering here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a U.S. drone attack killed eight people in Pakistan. Yeah, that would be in North Waziristan. Mm-hmm. Where seems to that's, that's that's a hot place. If you want to get yeah. if you want to get hit with a uh, high powered missile coming off a drone, yeah. that's where you want to be. Pakistani officials say the dead are suspected militants. Well, yeah. yeah. How many times have I read this? It's like all you have to do is insert a new number, and really, you know, eighteen is good enough because that's. How many were killed in another attack? This was eight in the first one, 18 in the second. The drone attacks in Pakistan come as CIA nominee. John Brennan continues to come under scrutiny for his role in the Obama administration's drone warfare overseas. New evidence has emerged casting doubts on Brennan's claims that he was unaware of concerns over civilian casualties prior to a major June June 2011 speech defending the strikes, he said, Brennan said, that there was not a single collateral death in any of the previous drone attacks, but apparently there were. And apparently those the message of that was sent to the highest levels of the White House. Yes. So either he is ignorant of the memos that are coming across his desk uh, or worse. That, that specify exactly what he should be in charge of, yeah. or he knows about it and he lied. Yeah, 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 yeah. At forty-two, and by the way, the 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 incident that was called to his attention, the specific incident, was a drone strike on a what is a was a wedding party in yeah. which forty-two yeah, people exactly. died. Yeah. Now, and to claim that none of them were innocent civilians is uh, is ludicrous. Yep. Also. The former commander of U.S. troops in Afghanistan, retired General Stanley McChrystal, became one of the highest-ranking former military officials to publicly question drone attacks, saying the resentment created by American use of unmanned strikes is much greater than the average American appreciates. They are hated on a visceral level, even by people who never seen one or even seen the effects of one. Thank you, General, for speaking up after you can do nothing about it. But um, but I'm, he's a command. Of course, he serves at the pleasure of the president. I, I doubt yeah. he would. But I'd, it'd be nice to hear from him that he had been counseling the president on just this particular point. Yeah. Because it, he's, it's apparently falling on deaf ears. And, and we have been saying, Weekly Signals has been saying for years just how much we do not realize how much resentment and hatred this is generating in well, it's, it's recruitment material it is. Exactly for Al-Qaeda that. and exactly. any other group that yeah. would yeah. like to blow us up. Yeah. Yeah. Other ways to deal with problems. Also in Drones in the News, a former advisor to Obama on security issues forcefully came out against drone war- warfare, another one, Good. saying it is encouraging arms pl- proliferation worldwide while causing unknown civilian casualties. Michael Boyle. 
was the guy. And we had an engineer called Mike Boyle here. We by did. The way. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I wonder if that's I wonder him. If that is KCI, and then he goes on to uh, become a national council. security. Uh, um, Could be. Yeah. Michael Boyle, an advisor to the Obama campaign's counterterrorism expert group in 2007 and 2008, wrote that quote: "Obama has been just as ruthless and indifferent to the rule of law as his predecessor." Unbelievable. Which would be George. Yeah. W. Yeah. The hated, the the venal, vile, venal Dick, vile. Cheney, Dick Cheney, George Bush tandem. Yep. The consequences can be seen in the targeting of mosques or funeral processions that kill non-combatants and tear at the social fabric of the regions where they occur. That's what uh, Mike Boyle said. Also in Drones in the News, a freshman lawmaker from North Dakota is one of numerous state legislators around the country suggesting regulations to limit the use of unmanned planes for law enforcement. That would be drones. Mm-hmm. So he wants to put regulations on it. Odd, a Republican putting regulations, but mm-hmm. what do I know? The bill proposed by Republican State Representative Rick Becker of Bismarck, North Dakota, stems from the 2011 arrest of a, of a farmer. Oh, that's uh, in a 16-hour standoff that was uh, kind of a big story at the time. Yeah. State courts held that uh, law enforcement's use of a drone to help a SWAT team apprehend the uh, the farmer was uh, was okay. You know, they mm-hmm. held that up. But Becker says there should be safeguards in place to make sure the practice isn't abused, and he suggests that uh, perhaps we should have a warrant. Uh, before we use drones to go after anyone. Uh, duh, I think yeah. he's right. I think that is absolutely, uh, well, good for him. Yeah, um, and and uh, by the way, Republicans are the ones in front of this is- issue right now, yeah. the anti-drone legi- legislation. I mean, I think they're in front of it because the, all those, they don't want to, well, I'm not going to. Because they got nothing else. <laughs> no, yeah, that's probably. Not, I, not I, really. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to. Because I think they gonna, recognize it's a problem. I'm not going to disparage their motives, but I'm glad to see someone is standing what, up. What were you going to say? No, no. I, sorry. Say it. I think it has something to do with uh, with this uh, kind of Second Amendment stuff. Yeah. I think eventually that kind of Ruby Ridge sort of incident, right, where the guy's holed up in his cabin with all of his armaments and holding off the FBI, you're going to see more and more the use well, of drones. Well, if he wants a warrant. Yeah, I think that's I, an absolute—I think, think he's absolutely right. I think right. that's I right on the button. I yeah, don't think I, that I'm, would— I'm, I'm with you. I just yep. sometimes wonder just—well, it doesn't matter what I think, so. Well, everybody has a motive, huh? Yeah. Obama appointed people this week. Yeah, uh-huh. he, Lou. Are, he got Lou. Are, Jacob we, get, are Lou. we? Are we? Are we done with drones? Oh yeah, yeah I, I yeah. guess one more. Oh, you got one uh, more one drone? More. Oh, I okay. do. I do. Uh, this is a pretty important uh, legal case. Ooh. Uh, the American Civil ACLU and the New York Times had filed a Freedom oh, yeah, of that, Information yeah. Act demanding the U.S. government disclose the legal basis for launching drones overseas. Yeah. The suit was filed after an American cleric Anwar Al Alwaki yeah. in Yemen was killed. Uh, as an American citizen, this was a new deal. The president had ordered the execution of an American citizen. Yeah. Uh, Judge Colleen McMahon expressed yeah. misgivings about the drone uh, program, saying, I cannot, I can find no way around the thicket of laws and precedents that have effectively allowed the executive branch to, do, to proclaim as perfectly lawful certain actions that seem on their face incompatible with our Constitution and our laws while keeping the reasons for their conclusions secret. 
but he, she did no, rule. She said it was okay. It was okay, yeah. but she confessed that I can only conclude that the government has violated yeah. the Freedom of Information Act by refusing to turn over documents, so I cannot be compelled by this court of law in, to explain the details of their reasons. Yeah. And she, she said it's an Alice in Wonderland nature of this pronouncement that is lost on no one, even my, I mean, yeah. lost on, on, not lost on me. She's saying, I'm sorry, I butchered that last part, yeah. but she's basically saying there is, it's, it's in an un, I'm trying to say here, the, the way that this has been constructed as a legal idea is so contradictory and so confusing that she cannot even rule on it as a matter of law. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Now, President Obama has decided to tap a trusted advisor, White House Chief of Staff Jacob Liu, an expert on the nation's outgoing, ongoing budget wars for uh, Treasury Secretary. Yeah. So Treasury Secretary Jacob Liu, and that's going to he's going to replace Geithner. Sounds like nothing's going to change. No, it sounds this is really a, he's a Geithner acolyte. Yeah, he's, yeah. A, he's he's exactly that kind of a guy. Um, and we he, already mentioned Brennan. Well, at he, the, he yeah, at the CIA. He, he believes. Uh, that the problem that, ha- that that occurs, the economic collapse that occurred in, in 2008, didn't have to do with overregulation. It had to do with overregulation. Yeah, and, uh, Lou. Lou did. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's basically the same. Yeah, so we're of, not going to see any, any no. uh, I doubt we'll clamp see any. down on any banks no. or anything. I believe that it was, yeah. yeah. Except they'll pay their fines and go back to doing what Which they I'm did. Which I'm sure you're going to mention in a yeah. second, right? Huh? You're going to talk about how the banks, are, their latest round of fines. What? Cost of doing business. Mr. Brennan's nomination, that would be for CIA, mm-hmm. will be announced along with Chuck Hagel, who the president has chosen, for secretary, chosen as Secretary of Defense. He's a former uh, Republican senator. Yeah, from Nebraska. Senator, yeah. Seems to be one of the more reasonable. In the, in the spectrum of people you could pick for Secretary of State, he seems to be at least not, he's not John Tower. He's not crazy. He's not Dick Cheney. Defense. Defense Secretary. Yeah. You said well, state. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah pardon me. Defense. Secretary of Labor Hilda Solis yeah. announced her resignation as uh, head of President Obama's second term beginning later this month. She's the first Latina to lead the uh, federal agency. I'm going to give you some inside scoop. Yeah. You're here to hear first yeah. on Weekly Signals. She's running for the uh, Board of Supervisors. She's going to be replacing Gloria Molina yeah. in, uh, in, in the uh, yes first Supervisorial district in Los Angeles County. That's oh. where. That's why she resigned. Gloria's termed out, and she's going to take that job. Well, there you go. Yeah, that's amazing. You heard it here first. You did on weekly. Signals. You heard it. Go tell your friends. Uh, last year, the Obama administration spent almost eighteen billion dollars on immigration enforcement. Yeah, that's more than it spent on the FBI, Drug Enforcement Administration, Secret Service, U.S. Marshal Service, and the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosive combined. 24% more on immigration. Meanwhile, de- deportations have increased 30,000 by from 30,000 in 1990 to nearly 400,000. Yeah. So we're doing our job. I'm telling you, that's you know, in, yeah. it is the Republicans did have a point, and they brought this up right. that Obama had deported more people, yeah. uh, and it didn't seem to matter. They still voted overwhelmingly for Obama, but uh, well, it depends on who you're deporting. And, 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 and that's a great depends. point. That's yeah. a great point. People who are here 
a Latino, I know this for a fact, in the Latino community, I do know, I've dealt with uh, this, uh, that they're here and they're not interested in seeing a whole flood of people coming in. Yeah. It threatens their economic security in very real ways. And, yeah. and I, it is, it's understandable. It's a very as much attention within the Latino community. And also, uh, we're talking about pulling out of Afghanistan by 2014. Mm-hmm. Which means it would just have mercenaries over there after 2014. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Thank you. Obama uh, administration launched a review of offshore oil drilling in the Arctic because Shell's been screwing up so much up there. By the way, more evidence supporting my crazy theory that I that I put forward last week that the reason that they the Shell moved that that floating platform that uh-huh. oil, or do you have do you have you read more about this it's more and more coming to light that that's the reason shell claimed the reason they moved it uh-huh. was because the weather was good yeah yeah <laughs> the national weather service said well yeah you should set it up though by saying the weather was horrible it was absolutely yeah. horrific and that's, that accounted for and that's the why accident it, that's why it broke loose from the ship and all the rest of it so but their claim in a written letter to the federal government was, oh, well, we reason we moved it was because we thought – we said the, – the National Weather Service said the next two weeks would be clear weather. Yeah. Well, the National Weather Service only projects out about six or seven days, so they were lying when they said that. Yeah. And then they just basically made this up that they moved it. The reason is because they were going to be forced to pay a $6 million tax by having it in that harbor on, this, on January 1st. That's well, you'd why have done the same thing, Mike. You'd have looked outside – your bike would have been parked in an illegal spot. Uh-huh. You yeah. would have moved your bike, and it would have fallen over and, and killed a chipmunk. And and people that have vested interest in that chipmunk would be very upset at you right now. And you'd have gone, well, I thought it was going to be good weather. I looked up in the sky. I thought it was going to be good weather. All right. And people would say, but you did it just to avoid having to pay a ticket on your bike. But I would be. Okay. You would do the same thing. I don't think so. You wouldn't? No, I think there's a certain. I don't. I do think that, given the the fragile nature of the ecology in that part of the world, and everyone is scrutinizing them for all of all of the yeah, reasons I mean, that people. Yeah, you're you're right on one case, but 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 as as a business, they 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 wanted to move it, and and the weather is unpredictable. Right. So let's. I'll tell you what yeah. I would do. Every time something like this happens, I would revoke the subsidy that you and I as federal – as taxpayers uh-huh. give to oil companies in, in double or triple the amount of damage that they do to the environment by virtue of their actions. Every time yeah. they do something like this – And we watch take, your gas prices rise? We take away their subsidies. And then whine about their your gas subsidies. prices? subsidies. Stop, stop driving to L.A. for your job yeah, well, and, I'm, and maybe well, I'm we going won't to. have to I have, am going have, to. Have, but the, but I'm but I'm telling you no there's just they just do this stuff and then they lie about it and they get away with it uh-huh. that's that's the problem they don't take responsibility no As no you don't I do I'll take responsibility. if I kill a chipmunk no, I will I mean, I'll take it yeah, if you I, took responsibility you would stop driving to L A believe me I I tend to okay I am at least I'm honest about it. yes I do drive to Los Angeles and I'm not happy about it but well I'm not but I'm not being happy about it isn't part of the equation. All right. Making okay. money is, and that's where Shell is, too. Yeah. Okay. Bank of America paid uh, more than $11 billion to the government-backed mortgage finance company Fannie Mae for flooding it with toxic mortgages during the financial crisis. Yeah. That it was is, nasty. Yeah. 
The Justice Department says Bank of America executed a scheme that would blindly hand out mortgages without proper checks and then turned around and sold those toxic loans to Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. And while Bank of America reaped the windfall on account of that move, Fannie and Freddie were stuck with huge losses and foreclosed properties, putting it back on us. How how many months of BS was coming out of Fox News and the Republicans about it's all Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac's fault. This entire thing, they were giving away mortgages to people that didn't deserve them, couldn't afford them, all, all for months and months and months. And, uh, I mean, this yeah. is exactly what they were doing. They, they were just gaming the system, and uh, the, the banks were in. And AIG. And AIG. Let's AIG. talk about it. This is great. Yeah. That's a, well, they will not join a shareholder's lawsuit against the U.S. government over the terms of its bailout after news that it was considering doing so sparked outrage. So they were going to sue the U.S. government. Reports emerged this week that AIG's board was weighing whether to take part in a suit by former CEO Maurice Greenberg that alleges that the company's 2008 bailout shortchanged investors and violated their Fifth Amendment rights. That's uh, the right that protects against abuse of government authority in a legal procedure. The news came just two weeks after AIG finally repaid the $182 billion in federal money it received to keep it from collapse, prompting a rebuke from lawmakers who warned AIG against trying to sue taxpayers. Yeah, and by the way, way, this comes as well as this uh, ad campaign they've been running Lots of ads on TV thanking the American people for, for bailing them out in their back and yeah. thank you. And then thing. they sue the government. And then they turn around and say, this is unbelievable. Well, this is, yeah. this, is, uh, this is the mentality of the people that are in charge. Bastards. Of yeah. One of the largest pension funds in the country announced it is divesting from all its holdings in firearms following last month's shooting massacre in Newton, Connecticut. The California State Teachers Retirement System voted unanimously to unload its roughly $12 million in investments in three gun companies, including Freedom Group, the manufacturer of the Bushmaster semi-automatic rifle that was used, but was used in the killing of 20 young children and seven adults in that Newton, Connecticut rampage. And pension funds in a number of other states are under consideration, too, or they're considering following suit. Mm-hmm. That's right. A U.S. military contractor agreed to pay a more than $5 million settlement to 71 former prisoners who suffered torture at Abu Ghraib. Contractor. So, yeah, Let's a contractor. Let's make sure people understand that. There we ha- the United States government hired someone to torture people yeah. at Abu Ghraib. Angility Holdings, formerly known as L3 Services, and before that, Titan Corporation, and uh, God knows. and before that, Jimmy Bob's Big Time Buckaroo <laughs> Bananatorium becomes the first U.S. corporation involved in the abuses at Abu Ghraib to compensate its victims eight years after the scandal first broke. That, that, again, it's important don't, don't, that w- I know you're not doing this, but don't bury the lead in your minds, kids. Yeah. The United States government, make no mistake about it, is hiring private corporations to do their bidding all around the world in all kinds of different things, including armed combat. And this is just one example. Maybe the well, highest profile, including torture in, in and, the case and, of the I'm Bush saying, administration. But, and now we, it comes to light that they were basically engaged in torture. And if you don't think the American government, the people in charge in the Bush administration, didn't know that's exactly what they were doing, you are out of your mind. I wonder what kind of tax breaks that uh, Jimmy Bob's big time Buckaroo ban- Bananatorium is going to get <laughs> because it did pay the five million dollars settlement. <laughs> there you go, Andrew Cuomo. Going back to Newton, the massacre, yeah. uh, unveiled a bill 
as the uh, what he called the toughest gun control legislation in the country, and it perhaps is. Cuomo called for tightening the state ban on assault weapons and high-capacity magazines, as well as new measures to restrict gun sales to those with mental his- health issues and criminal records. Oh, that's unreasonable. Come on. You take it away. You can pry They'll that. get my gun yeah, when they pry, pry it from my cold, dead, mental health-issued hands. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. By the way, Mario, Andrew Cuomo was also in the news yeah. uh, uh, for fracking. Yeah. Uh, the, he was he was the, caught fracking. He was caught fracking. He was caught supporting fracking. Yeah. And so, no, actually, there's a moratorium that's about to expire, uh, and about a thousand people showed up outside uh, of a speech he was giving to urge him to continue the New York State moratorium on fracking. Yeah. A new survey of 830 voters by public policy polling, or PPP, as we like to call it found that Congress scored an overall favorability rating of 9%. Yes. That's only only 9% of people thought they did a, a good job. Tell me what outscored them, It's Nathan. unfavorable rating stands at 85%. 85% said they're not doing a good job. That's according to the survey. The 112th Congress, which has been the most unpopular in decades, has had consistently low favorability ratings. Did you know what they, they also did polling? Head lice, okay. traffic jams, NFL replacement refs, the rock band Nickelback, yeah, and? Which, which I can understand, <laughs> we all... and real estate mogul Donald Trump all scored higher than the, con- in the Congress. Well, that also shows, though, that people are generally looking for someone to blame. Yeah. They elected those people. That's true. But did you say the, the which did you say cockroaches? Did you mention headlights? Headlights. Traffic traffic jams. Well, again, cockroaches. Again, yeah. people people I know, don't I have headlights. Yeah, of, give some of these people headlights and watch them turn I, around I and would, say that. Yeah, I know it's a bit of a it's sort of a parlor game. NFL there replacement guess. Yeah, it is a parlor game. <laughs> but it, it's yeah, it's yeah. just which yeah. shows that we we don't like Congress, but we elect the Congress. <laughs> we elect. Well, it's the power of incumbency. It's gerrymandering the, yeah, the districts. It's, However, uh, it's if you paid attention, yeah, we know. wouldn't have. Well, they, you know, like we I don't know. I mean, this is become. We wouldn't rig- have as many problems if, if people were, were actually yeah, that's true. paying You're attention right. to what they were voting for and how it really affects the country. Yeah? Yeah. No, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah? Yeah. In Orange County, Florida, a sandwich shop employee was fired for threatening to kill a customer who had requested ketchup on his cheesesteak. <laughs> okay. It's California Appeals Court overturned the sentence of a man who had been convicted of raping a woman by sneaking into her bed and impersonating her boyfriend. Oh, God. Did you hear about this? No. Has the man committed rape? Rape, asked the court in his ruling. This was uh, Julius, and they, they said... No, he apparently uh, was accused of entering a woman's bedroom after her boyfriend had gone home and after the woman had fallen asleep, initiating sexual intercourse while she was sleeping and under the influence of alcohol. Oh, my God. The victim, who was not awake to see her boyfriend leave, believed the rapist was the one she was dating until a ray of light flashed across his face in the morning, revealing his identity. The woman pressed charges and Morales was sentenced to three years imprisonment, but... California's 2nd District Court of Appeals lifted those charges and called for a retrial after examination of an 1872 law. This is California, which considers a crime a rape only if the sleeping or unconscious victim submits under the belief that the person committing the act is the victim's spouse. 
my God. If the victim had been married, the act would have been considered a rape. But the law does not protect against a perpetrator deceiving a woman into believing he is her boyfriend. Oh, that, that trust me, somebody's drafting legislation to fix that. Yeah. Nonsense. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, nevertheless, yeah. there, are, there are laws in India that yeah, are ridiculous. Yeah, there are yeah, laws yeah, in yeah. California yeah, yeah. that are yeah, ridiculous. Absolutely. Well, we could, you have anything? Real quick. Want to talk uh, Le- the Lisa Jackson, uh, the uh, head of the EPA, has resigned. Yeah. Uh, the, the speculation is she's quitting in advance of the pipeline, yeah. the approval of the Excel pipeline, which is yeah. disturbing and probably true. Yeah. And uh, go ahead. I have one last thing, but it's kind of a at the end. But uh, just a woman. Uh, just I want to just kind of mention Jean uh, Man- Manford. Yeah. Uh, she died a couple of days ago. She founded uh, the group P Flag Parents and Families and Friends of oh, yeah. Lesbians and Gays. She just basically marched with her son back in 1972 at a gay pride uh, parade, and she was so taken with how many people supported the fact that she was there as his mother that she decided to establish an organization that helped a lot of people. Yeah. And just one one of those quiet activists. I just want to acknowledge the fact that she she she. Recently passed, All right. and yep. and that's it. Easily segueing uh, between the two. Yes, Hugh Hauser. Yeah, yes. My good friend Hugh yeah. Hauser died, yeah. and I don't think uh, you know. We mentioned people like uh, uh, was it Schwarzkopf, yeah. Storm and Norman. Yeah, yeah. People like that dying. Yeah. Hugh Hauser was a, a a much bigger man and yeah. and a, a more important person too. I yeah. think I think he really affected a lot of people. I agree. I think he had a a, a, a great attitude toward things. I know he kind of creeps people out because he's always happy and yeah. Wow, but, that's you need yeah. to be creeped out by that. I, well, I mean, I know but, what you're, but, but yeah, he walked into places he and he guy. and he asked questions yeah. and he was amazed by what he saw usually, yeah. or at least had that attitude yeah. about things. And he taught people to appreciate where they are. And I think that's the yeah. the the, the biggest thing with with Hugh. No matter where Hugh was, he always found something to be astonished. And, and by. it's and it's and it's important. I mean, important. It's it's always it's a good thing. That we, we collectively knew Hewlhauser as this person who celebrated, as you said, the places he lived and the people he met. Yeah. And that's a great thing in anybody. Yeah. yeah instead of always trying to get overseas or, or looking no. for a special occasion, he right. was always right on the money. And no matter how things fell apart, he was always finding something to, yeah. to, br- to bring a lighter and, side to his uh, Escapade. It was, it was always, a great little uh, editorial by Andy Richter. Okay, uh, you know Andy with, yeah. with Conan O'Brien yeah, yeah, about yeah. how much uh, Hugh affected him and Matt Groening. Was, Matt Groening yeah. from The Simpsons. There's a lot of people. I, I, you, you turn him turn on, you know, KCET or what Channel 20 or Channel 50, and you'd see him there, and you'd watch it. When, yeah. You know, I didn't necessarily go out of my way, but I wouldn't watch. And it was always something great. And he was yeah. a great guy. And I'm just sorry to see. 62, I believe. 67. 67? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and he retired in November. People were suspecting that something might yeah. be amiss. And uh, apparently it was. I'm sorry. Okay. Goodbye, Hugh. Goodbye, Hugh. And finally, the words fiscal cliff. Mm. We've all heard that. Yes. Lake Superior State University placed the phrase fiscal cliff on its list of words to be banished from the Queen's English for misuse, overuse, and general uselessness. (laughs) 